0: Perhaps the most difficult part of this is finding out where we left off last time. But I guess it really doesn't matter since no matter how many times you say it, I mean, 35 years, we're essentially saying the same thing for 35 years. This really does bring to mind that scripture, he will make all things new again. (laughs) Because every time we hear it, oh, that's new. So so I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's, the, <laughs> whether it's the depth of spiritual profundity that we plumb, we dig down into this, and more is revealed to us each time we do it, or we're just that stupid. And I suspect it's a little, well, not, maybe not a little bit of both, a lot of both. <laughs> oh, God help my daughters, how many souls the devil must have ruined in this way. They think that all these misgivings and many more that I could describe arise from humility, whereas they really come from our lack of self-knowledge. Again, what the enemy does with humility is not anything like humility. It is simply a lack of self-knowledge. And the unfortunate thing about Christianity today And I'll only talk about Christianity in our country, the United States of America. Because, like I said last time, I don't want to drag anybody else into this kicking and screaming by the hair of their head. People all over the world have succumbed to this false religion. They talk about fake news all the time. They ought to be talking about fake religion. Fake Christianity, because that is what is prevalent in the world. Fake Christianity is nothing to do with real Christianity, nothing. And the proof of that is the architecture. You look around the country and you'll see churches everywhere. The funny thing about churches everywhere is they're getting away from all of their steeples and this and the bell towers and all that. So they're getting away from all that. And now they're meeting in industrial places and like that, which is a step in the right direction in the sense that at least they're getting away from taking people's money and building edifices to glorify men. That's all it is. Who has more honor? The house or the person who built it? Well, the person who built it is supposed to have more honor, but who built the cathedrals, the great cathedrals in Europe? You don't know. What do you look to? Well, you look at the great cathedrals in Europe. That's the real thing. That's the real deal. That, that's what gets the honor. That's how far we have fallen. We have fallen so far that you look at all of nature and you don't give glory to God who created nature. You give glory to nature who created God. We've just got everything backwards. It's frustrating because you would think that if you showed somebody, if you actually just showed them this is what is happening, that they would understand it, but they don't. They can't understand it. They have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. They have hearts, but they don't understand because they've been blinded. They've been made deaf and they've pardoned their hearts so that they can no longer understand with their hearts, they can no longer see with their eyes, they can no longer hear with their ears. It's a deliberate obfuscation. They're not doing it accidentally, they're doing it deliberately. People are deliberately turning away from God, deliberately turning away from the truth, deliberately turning away from the light. You think, well, why would they do that? It's very easy, why would they do that? The light came into the world, but people didn't follow the light because their works were evil. And so they wanted the darkness to hide their works. Well, what, what evil works has man done? What has he done that's not evil? That would be a better question. What has man done that's not evil? Okay, well, let's just take anything you want. Let's just say any field of endeavor that man has engaged in. Any Pick one. Any field of endeavor that man has engaged in. Electronics. Look at what man has done with electronics. We have the internet, we have smartphones, we have computers. And what has that brought us? It brought us to a society of remoteness, society of distance, society of no society. People no longer talk to each other. People no longer look each other in the eyes. People no longer shake hands. People no longer touch each other. Why is that? Because of the remoteness that electronics have brought us. So, okay, that's one. What What next? No. Medicine, that's the biggest joke there is. I mean, that medicine is just sad. We are suffering today from scientific, it's not like skullduggery, although it is becoming that. It is becoming a way to foist off on people. Okay. It used to be that medicine was food. The father of medicine, the one who said, Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. The father of medicine said, food is your first medicine. What is your first medicine today? Prescriptions. You go to a doctor for what? Well, you don't go to a doctor to find out what's wrong with you. You go to a doctor to get more things wrong with you by them prescribing drugs that then have so many side effects that you are weakened and your immune system is weakened and you get sicker and sicker. And why is it that in the past 70 years, cancer heart disease, diabetes, obesity have exploded. And they are now exponentially more available to the human being than ever before. Oh, it's only because now we know better. No, that's not why. It's because we are out of touch with God. The further we get from God, okay, look at it this way. I have a fig tree out there that I failed to prune this past fall and winter. I just let it go. But with all the rains that we had, the fig tree went crazy. It is now double the size that it was and it's leggy. So I need to prune it, but I don't like to prune things when they're growing because they tend to bleed. And that's not a good thing. You don't want to prune something and have it bleed to death on you. Uh, So I thought, okay, well I'll wait, but because I didn't prune it, I have no fruit, but I have lots of growth but it's all leggy growth, that's not really gonna do much good. So on the other hand, the pomegranate I did prune and pruned hard, like down probably one quarter the size that it was. And of course, when people see that, people who don't understand pruning, who don't understand growth, who don't understand how to get fruit from trees or plants, they don't understand pruning. They don't understand that the way to get more fruit is to cut it back hard. God understands that because he created the universe and everything in it. But we don't have that anymore. God didn't create the universe. The universe just happened. There was a big explosion one day and it just all happened. This is how far we have fallen from anything approaching intelligence. We actually believe, people actually believe that the universe One day there was nothing and then there was an explosion in nothing and everything, all this started to come about. It's insane, but it's what people believe. There is nothing more difficult to correct than an erroneous belief system because the belief system doesn't spring from evidence. It doesn't spring from logic. It doesn't spring from anything except a belief. That's it. People used to believe that bad air caused diseases that people caught malaria and stuff like that, from bad air. It was just... Malaria. Huh? Malaria. Yeah. It's just, you think about it, and it's like, and for years, this is what they believed. And then they found out that it was mosquitoes. That mosquitoes were carrying this disease and giving it to people. And it was like, oh, well, it's not the bad air. No, it's, it's the mosquitoes. And if you want to get rid of the mosquitoes, you've got to get rid of the stagnant water. You've got to get... And then, of course, what we did, well, okay, let's kill it all. So we decided to take some, to spray things. Oh, my God, I remember when I was a kid back in the 50s and 60s in suburbia, when we finally moved to suburbia in the 60s, moved out of the city. And in the summer, these trucks would come down the streets and they would fog. I don't know what it was, some kind of poison. Fog was some kind of poison. And they'd drive down the streets and they would just blanket everything with this poison. Well, we were kids. We would run behind the trucks in this fog. Oh, yeah. Now you go, oh, my God, that's insane. No, it was insane to be running those trucks down the streets. Of course, they never told you they were poisoning you. They never told you they were giving you cancer. They never told you what DDT was doing to you. They never told you because they didn't know. And if they did know, they weren't gonna tell you anyway. So what were they killing? Everything. So to get the one bad thing, they were killing everything else. This is the way we do things today. In order to get wood, we don't go out and just trim some dead wood or trim a couple trees that are too close to each other or sick or falling down. We cut them all down. We clear cut the entire thing. And then when other people complain, then we go, okay, well, we'll plant some trees. So they take some seedlings and they plant them. And when they grow, they don't produce the same type of wood that they cut down why don't they well because they're growing it all wrong but they don't know that and they don't care about that and they don't care about that because the bottom line isn't quality it's quantity all we want is lots of horrible wood not some good wood but lots of horrible wood it's like walmart you go to walmart yeah it's cheap junk it's cheap garbage it's cheap trash but it's cheap And that's all we care about. Just as long as we can get more because of man's greed, because of man's avarice, because of man's laziness and because man has been disconnected from God. So God does it this way. I'm the vine. You are the branches. If you don't stay in the vine, if you take the branch out of the vine, the branch doesn't bear fruit. God is the vine dresser. Jesus Christ is the vine, we are the branches. What does the vine dresser do? Everything. Comes in and he prunes, and from that pruning, he produces fruit. (laughs) How do you take something away from something to get more? Come on, think about it. So you cut all these branches off and you get more fruit. How does that work? It's not logical. It's like us. You make us rich, we become worthless. But you take, us, take something away from us or uh, give us a little suffering, we produce fruit. Yeah, that's a little too harsh for most people. They're not going to accept that truth. They will not do it. But if you give them milk first, if you say, okay, well, let's look at it this way. And then you change it up a little bit. Remove the person. You cannot use people as examples. If you use people as examples, they become like stone. They resist, they deny, they bury their head in the sand. They're worse than ostriches. An ostrich, like the Bible says, can run really fast, swifter than a horse, but they're so stupid, they just lay their eggs and run away. They never, go, they never bother. They don't care for their young because God didn't give them any brains, didn't give any sense. They just gave them swiftness and and these feathers and you know but no sense so well that's what the bible says and of course people don't believe the bible anymore they just don't but remove the human being from it all right let's let me give you an example a guy built a house in washington he sunk a well 213 feet deep he got one half gallon of water per minute i don't know whether you know it or not but you couldn't take a shower with one half gallon per minute so it's pretty much useless Well, he was going to irrigate his garden with that water, but you're not going to irrigate a garden with a half gallon a minute. That's just not going to happen. So he said, well, what do I do? And he's looking at all this stuff and what do I do? And God said, God said to him, you're looking in the wrong direction. Turn around and look at the trees. So he turned around and he looked at the trees. So he goes off into the woods and starts digging around down there. And there's all this rich, moist soil composted, beautiful, beautiful soil. And he looks at it and he goes, what? I don't get it. God says, well, this is how I do it. So he said, okay. So then he decided that he was going to do it the same way. He decided to cover his ground because the ground that wasn't covered became hard, compacted, dry, and lifeless. The ground in the woods was rich, thick, full of microbes and worms and And all this stuff breaking down and feeding. And and of course, there's a lot of branches and leaves and stuff lying on the ground, but they're all decomposing, taking that nourishment and putting it into the soil. So he thought, okay, well, I'll do that. So he did that with his orchard. His orchard's like, I don't know what he said. 31 years old, he has never watered or fertilized it, ever. The amount of fruit that he produces is absolutely incredible. So then he says, okay, God, I got it. And so then he goes back to business as usual. And then he doesn't understand why nothing else he's doing is working. God said, well, you didn't ask me. See, this is what we've gotten away from. A couple thousand years ago, people asked God. They had questions and they were willing to follow God. Now we don't believe in God. There's no such thing as God. There's just this nature. And what do we know about nature? Oh, Nothing, we don't know anything about nature. Why else would people be clamoring about global warming? Well, because we don't know. When we don't know, we make stuff up. When we make stuff up, nine times out of 10, it's wrong. Every once in a while, maybe one out of 10 times, maybe one out of a 100 times, we get it right. But that's an accident. But the amount of times that we get it wrong, statistically, is impossible. Mathematically, it's impossible. How do you get something wrong? If you flip a coin, if you flip the coin long enough, it will come out 50 50. It'll turn out heads 50% of the time, tails 50% of the time. That's how it works. But man can flip a coin and every time he interferes, he screws it up so that he won't get 50 50. He'll get 90 10. This is where we are today. We have man intervening in everything in the air quality, in the, the water, in the earth, everything we are doing, is absolutely the wrong way to do it, period. It's just the wrong way to do it. And the proof of that is we can't feed the people on the planet. Why is that? Is it because there's not enough production? No, no, it's not. It's because we grow the things that we don't need instead of the things that we do need. We grow the things that it's easier to plant a thousand acres with just one thing than it is to plant this and that and something else. And so we've got corn and wheat. So what do we do? We've got all this corn, all this wheat. Well, We we feed it to the animals. So we feed 10 times what we would eat to an animal and then we kill the animal and we feed half as many people with it. This is insanity. It is pure insanity, but it's what we're doing. And it's what we've been doing for so long that no one is left alive today or there are very few people left alive today who can remember what it was like before that. We have to, you have to go back to the 40s, to the 30s and the 40s. If you go back to the 30s, the Great Depression, the Dust Bowl, you'll see that what happened was, through mismanagement and misuse of farmland, we turned it into a Dust Bowl. All of the topsoil blew away, and you couldn't grow anything in it. People started to starve, and they had to move west. They had to move west to try and find jobs, to try and find food, to try and find land that they hadn't ruined. And Now we're here, and guess what we're doing? You look at Bakersfield today, which used to be the breadbasket of the nation. Now it's turning into another dust bowl. You drive down the freeway in Bakersfield when they're plowing, and all you will see is clouds of very fine, nasty dust, because the soil has been so broken down, there's nothing left. So what do they do? Well, they chemically fertilize it. They chemically do this. They chemically do that. So now, instead of doing it God's way, we're doing it man's way. What is the result of that? The result of that is you're going to see more and more people starving to death worldwide. That's my prediction. No one's listening. No one cares. No one believes it. It won't stop it. Not believing something. Say, you're walking across the street and somebody says, don't go, there's a car. You say, I don't believe you. And you start out and you get hit by the car. Whether you believe that car was there or not, you're still run over. This is our condition today. Whether you believe the truth or not, you're still going to be run over by it. And what can I say? It's like, Do I feel like a voice crying in the wilderness? (laughs) Yeah. I do. I feel like a voice crying in the wilderness, but who hasn't? I mean, you go back 2,000 years, over 2,000 years, John the Baptist, a voice crying in the wilderness. So nothing has changed. It's just gotten worse. As we have technologically advanced, we have spiritually regressed. Is it worth it? Well, a lot of people will tell you all of the good things that we've been able to... You know, there was a time when we thought the air made people sick with malaria. And now we know that it wasn't the air, it was the mosquitoes, it was the water. (laughs) It was the mosquitoes that were breeding in the water. So what did we do with that knowledge? Well, what we did with that knowledge was we poisoned the environment. So everything we do disconnected from God doesn't work. You would think that people would turn back to God, but it's too late. There is no God to turn back to. They have murdered God in their minds and in their hearts. They have simply eliminated him from their universe. Now, of course, you can't eliminate God from the universe. He's still there. The Sun still shines, the moon still reflects the sun's light at night, and you have that. You still have the stars in the sky, although you can't see them anymore because we have, now we have electricity everywhere so that you cannot see the night sky anymore. There is no night sky, it's a light sky. You go out to the desert where there aren't... If you can find some desert where there aren't a lot of lights, you'll have the experience of your life. Well, I'm talking about us silly city dwellers. Now, of course, we don't dwell in the city. We're in a rural area. But the city lights are still so prevalent that the sky at night is lit up. And the stars are not visible anymore. Well, they're a little more visible than they are right now. You can't see them now, but they're there. I don't know. We're, we're just... We're winding down. I don't know what else to say. So it's like a train. The train's going along pretty good. We call that the Industrial Revolution. So we figure, okay, well, you going pretty good. We don't need God anymore. So we disconnect from our source that's pulling us along and pushing us along and driving us along. So we take the engine off the train and the train coasts to a stop. And that's it. That's what we've done. So we're coasting to a stop now. The inertia of thousands of years of doing things God's way to now doing things man's way, which isn't a thousand years, just really a couple hundred years of doing things man's way. And we're almost at a dead standstill and falling back spiritually. This is not a good thing. But like I said, people who don't believe in God, they just go, (laughs) they laugh at you because this gospel is foolishness to man. But to those of us who understand it, it's life. But how many people understand it? Well, that, that is really sad. We get a distorted idea of our own nature. And if we never stop thinking about ourselves, I'm not surprised if we experience these fears and others, which are still worse. Think about it. What is happening in the world today? World panic. World panic, why? Fear. The majority of people fear is their salvation. They believe that being afraid saves them. It rescues them from bad things. When actually just the opposite is true. The thing that we fear ends up coming upon us. We attract what we fear with the fear. Now again, people are not going to accept the truth of that. But that's okay. It doesn't change it. It's just like people didn't want to accept that mosquitoes were carrying the diseases, not the air in the swamps. But the mosquitoes they didn't want to believe it and they had to have their nose rubbed in it and they had to have thousands die before they would believe it and finally they believed it finally when you show them here it is there's the proof and it's like oh okay it's so frustrating trying to deal with people is so frustrating because we're so stupid and distorted ideas of our own nature what is the nature of man how many people believe that man is a spiritual being living in a spiritual world governed by spiritual laws well not many how many people believe that man has a soul well yeah we kind of believe that well because the eyes are the windows of the soul we have still things we say about a soul but we don't know what a soul is that's why we've been talking about it for this is what this the fifth podcast the fifth time now so we're talking about the soul still people are going yeah 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 okay so we got a soul it's not enough to say, yeah, we got a soul. It's not enough to say, yeah, you can't see the stars at night. It's not enough to say, yeah, we're poisoning the earth. It's not enough to say that. You have to understand how we're doing it, why we're doing it, and how to stop it, how to turn it around. And people are not understanding that because the answer has already been eliminated. You have a multiple choice question. What are we going to do about global warming? Well, let's just say, let's just say that there is such a thing as global warming. And it's never happened before in the history of the world. So in millions, millions of years, the Earth has never gotten warm or cold. It's always stayed the same, even though we know that it was knocked off its axis some time ago and that changed everything in the climate. We know that for a fact, but we certainly haven't brought that knowledge to today. Why is that? Why is that? It's because science has become a tool. It's become a bludgeon. Now we beat people into submission with science. Why are we locked down? Why is the world locked down today? Because science has beat people into submission. A flu that is highly contagious and that is very destructive to the elderly, and people with pre-existing conditions. So if you've got diabetes, if you've got heart disease, if you've got this, if you've got that, all these things tend to break down your immune system. So your body can't fight this thing that it would fight normally. You'd get a little sick, you'd, you'd get a, maybe, you'd, maybe you'd run a fever, you'd get a snotty nose, you'd cough, you'd throw up or whatever people do when they get the flu. I don't know because I don't like it. Well, I don't like it. I don't like the flu. I've had it and I don't like it. So I'm not having it anymore. You can't say that. I just did say it. And not only that, but I'm healthy. Okay, I'm 73 years old. I should be out there wearing a mask and freaking out and, and not touching anybody and staying away from everybody. Get away from me. Get away from me. You, you might infect me and I'll die. That kind of fear and insanity is beyond fear. It's now this raging panic. It's insane. But people are insane. And when people are insane, they do insane things. They behave insanely. And that's where we're at so we've been bludgeoned by science and who is wielding the club politicians what do the politicians have what's the reason for doing why would anyone do this why would you take the people in your district that you're supposed to be protecting and then start beating them with a club why would you do that to make them do what you want them to do what do politicians want people to do they want them to obey They want them to obey and they want them to be like sheep so that they can shear them. And then when they're hungry, they can kill them and they can eat them and they can take their milk and they can make cheese and they can can take their fur and they can turn it into wool and make their products with it. So this is what politicians want. They want sheep. They want people that they can control and farm and herd. And what is the tool that they use? Well, think about a shepherd. David said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, that's God's rod and staff. But politicians' rod and staff is not comforting. It's bludgeoning, and it's hurting, and it's directing. And what are they directing people to do? Well, they're directing them to pay taxes. They're directing them to obey. They're directing them to do whatever they're told to do. It's working. Yes, Curtis? I noticed people out there, they love... The government telling them what to do because they, they think the government's going to save them and protect them essentially how did they get there? fear when people are afraid then they look to government to protect them and what does government do when people are afraid it says okay give us more money and more power and we'll protect you every catastrophe katrina 9 11 this thing every catastrophe the government has usurped human beings rights They're God-given rights. They've taken them away, and they've replaced them with no rights. What's your Fourth Amendment right? Do you know? No. This is so sad. Your Second Amendment right has gone. You're not allowed to buy guns. You're not allowed to buy ammunition. You live in California, which is basically a communist state that is completely authoritarian. You have a governor who decides arbitrarily to punish counties for doing anything that he said they shouldn't do so he punishes them by closing them down and then he opens up everybody around them and says see this is what happens when you don't obey daddy and people are so terrified that they let him do it so this is the purpose of fear freedom of religion you never had so what does it matter if you kept your religion to yourself you've got freedom of religion If you don't keep your religion to yourself, you don't have freedom of religion. These fears and others, which are still worse. It is for this reason that I say we must set our eyes upon Christ, our good, from whom we shall learn true humility and also upon his saints. Our understanding, as I've said. Now, what does it mean upon his saints? Well, she's Catholic, so she probably means canonized saints, but that's not what this means. That's not what a saint is. A saint is simply a believer. Someone who believes in Jesus Christ and follows him. They're called saints. It was only the church that said, no, 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 we can't have all these people being saints. We have to have only the special ones. And who are the special ones? Well, the ones that we say. And who's the we? Whoever is in charge. Whoever is the bishop or the pope or the priest or whatever, whoever's in charge, no matter what you call them, whoever's in charge, they get to say what everybody else has to do and what everybody else has to believe, and what everybody else has to follow. So we've removed God from the equation, and we've placed men in his place. And men now tell other men what they can and can't do. And we wonder why the world is falling apart. We wonder why the world economy is in the toilet. We wonder why the jobs have, I mean, there are jobs out there, just nobody's allowed to go to them. It's not like there's not things that need to be done. If you notice the city is working overtime on the streets and everything, why? Well, because there's less traffic, less people around, and now they can get all these things done during the day without holding up a bunch of traffic and everything. So there are people working, there are people earning money, but there are a lot of people who are not working and not earning money. And the reason is because they've been disallowed Because some man, some disconnected from God, man, is now running the show. It's a recipe for disaster, and you will see a disaster. I can make a prediction. My prediction is more people will die of starvation because of what we have done to the world economy and broken the world food chain. More people will die of starvation than ever died of this Chinese virus. I promise you that's the way it's going to be. And unfortunately, you'll see this unwind for about 10 years. Can you imagine? What we have done in just these few short months will have negative effects for 10 years. This is what man can do, divorced from God. Our understanding, as I've said, will then be ennobled and self-knowledge will not make us timorous and fearful. For although this is only the first mansion It contains riches of great price and any who can elude the reptiles which are to be found in it will not fail to go farther. So we're in the first mansion of the soul or the first room of the soul. And though there are lots of nasty things that come in with us, if we can elude them, if we can weave our way through, there's still many riches that we can garner from this. This is her argument. Terrible are the crafts and wiles which the devil uses to prevent souls from learning to know themselves and understanding his ways. Again, this is all I've been talking about this morning. We are disconnected from God. We are disconnected from life. You take a branch on a tree and you cut it off, and I promise you, it's going to die. Once it's cut off from its life source, it's just a matter of time till it dies. It can no longer Photosynthesize; it can no longer feed it has to die here we are killing ourselves how are we killing ourselves well we like to blame the government we like to blame the people who are making these rules that we like sheep like lemmings like fools are following we like to blame them but it's not their fault it's because we're afraid now what is the cure for fear perfect love casts out fear that's the cure for fear how do you stop perfect love from manifesting well first of all you separate people you divide them if they can't talk to each other look at each other touch each other come near each other you have made a big step toward breaking the back of society why would anyone want to break the back of society why when they take a healthy strapping young man into the Marine Corps do they put him in boot camp and tear him down to nothing so that they can build him back up to be a killing machine <laughs> that's why that's the only reason they break him down so that they can build him up to do what they want him to do if you think that this is any different well then you can think what you want to think because there's clearly no talking to you and so I'm not going to waste my breath With regard to these first mansions, I can give some very useful information out of my own experience. I must tell you, for example, to think of them as comprising not just a few rooms, but a very large number. There are many ways in which souls enter them, always with good intentions. So let us say that you can't enter these rooms of the soul without good intentions. Well, what is a good intention? A good intention is to find recognize, and know, and communicate, and relate with your creator. That's a good intention. Who's got good intentions today? Who's looking to find, communicate, and relate to their creator? Well, what creator? Their father, their mother, their test tube, you know, their surrogate? What creator? They don't know that they have a creator. You're so steeped in this that you don't know what it's like out there. That's what they're like. They don't have a creator. You pray to your creator many times a day. They don't even think about a creator ever in years. And if they do, they scoff and laugh. There are many ways in which souls enter them, always with good intentions, but as the devil's intentions are always very bad, he has many legions of evil spirits in each room to prevent souls from passing from one to another. And as we, poor souls, fail to realize this, we are tricked by all kinds of deceptions. What has science given us today? There are no evil spirits. That's what science has given us. Science has proved beyond the shadow of an empirical doubt that there is no such thing as an evil spirit. There is no such thing as a spirit. That's what science has given us. If it can't be measured, if it can't be weighed, if it can't be chemically separated, it doesn't exist. That's the world we live in. You can't see the air you breathe either, but you're still breathing it. The devil is less successful with those who are nearer nearer the king's dwelling place. But at this early stage, as the soul is still absorbed in worldly affairs, engulfed in worldly pleasure, and puffed up with worldly honors and ambitions, its vassals, which are the senses and the faculties given to it by God as part of its nature, have not the same power, and such a soul is easily vanquished, although it may desire not to offend God and may perform good works. Take away the truth, and all people have left is imagination. Replace imagination with false facts. Take away the truth, and what we have is journalism. What is journalism today? Journalism is still an ism, so journal part of the ism is gone but the sensational part of the ism isn't. So now instead of journalism, we have sensationalism. Now instead of the truth, we have imagination and basically just extrapolated lies. That's what we have, but people don't know that. And people aren't going to know that because they're afraid, they're terrified. They're terrified because they're out of control and they don't know what's happening. So they'll take any answer from any so-called authority that is handed to them. I was out the other day. I think I told you this. I went to the bank and I was driving along. I started laughing. I couldn't believe it. All these people driving down the street, one person in a car. They got their windows rolled up. It's a beautiful day. I mean, you know, I almost put the top down. It was so nice. Then I'll be home soon. So I didn't put the top down. I probably would have gotten arrested for putting the top down. I mean, think about it. This is how insane it's gotten. You know, you take your kids to the park and you go to jail. This is insane. The criminals have been released from jail and now the mothers taking their children to the parks are being put in jail, but nobody is courageous enough or I don't know what it is. I don't know why people are so afraid. I I can't imagine, but I watched them driving around in their cars, nobody else in the car, all the windows rolled up and they're wearing a mask. What do they think is going to happen? I guess they think that their steering wheel Is going to give them coronavirus. I guess that they think that the upholstery is going to ooze out and grab them and capture them and kill them. It's freaking insane. I can't believe that people are this stupid. Put on a filthy mask and breathe through it. What a great idea. Why not wear your underwear on your head after you've worn it on your on your body? After it's good and dirty, put it on your head you know what a great idea <laughs> you know it's, it's so insane what a great idea all this from one thing and one thing only fear fear that has been nurtured it's been fed it's been nurtured by the media because the media is controlled by the politicians so the, the politicians instruct the media what to do the media does it and people believe it because they're afraid You're going to die. You're going to die. If you touch somebody else, you're going to die. If you get within six feet of somebody else, you're going to die. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to die. Everything is how you're going to die. We haven't had enough deaths. So now every death or most of the deaths, no matter what people die from, they say it's this virus. Why? Well, because they have to inflate the numbers to keep the fear going. It's a fact. They've been inflating the numbers. They have proven that, but the media won't report it. Why won't the media report it? They're not allowed. Why are they not allowed? Because their handlers, their masters want fear. They don't want just fear. They want panic, world panic. Why control, control and domination. That's all it's about. So here it is, we're here. Isn't it exciting? I uh, had some friends from the gym, they're elderly. He's like 76 and she's probably the same age. And They were telling me that, I checked up on them, I wrote to them to check up on them, say, hey, how you doing, you okay? Is everything okay, do you need anything? And they're fine. They have finally gotten to the place where they can walk down their street. They have left their house in the mornings and they'll walk down their street for some exercise. I'm sure they walk like little ducks six feet apart. <laughs> Now, they live together. They breathe on each other. They touch each other. They eat together. But when they're out, they have to pretend that they're staying away from each other so they don't infect each other. This is insane, but people do it all the time. Why? Because they're told to. Why? Because they're afraid that if they don't do what they're told, they'll die. This is perfect. This is the perfect storm. This is the perfect storm for politicians. They love it. They absolutely love it, and they are so reticent to let go or to loosen their grip that people will have to revolt. That's the only way they'll loosen their grip, is people will have to break their hands in order to make them let go. They'll have to crack their hands so hard that they'll let go out of the pain. That's the only thing that's gonna work. Sad, but you watch. Another prediction. You can count on this. You can take this to the bank. This is what's gonna happen. It's going to have to happen because either that or people are just going to lie down and die. They're just going to lie down and starve to death. They're just going to lie down and die. Because if you think the government is going to feed you and clothe you and house you, you're insane. You're absolutely insane. It won't. It can't. And that's not the way it's supposed to work. The way God said it works is you don't work, you don't eat. That's the way God says it works. You don't work, you don't eat. Now, let me just say, if you don't work according to God's plan, you'll eat a lot less and a lot worse. I've ranted enough about that. I should shut up and do something else. So essentially, when religion turned into government, it failed. When government, when people in a representative republic, which is what this is, people are so stupid in America, they actually think this is a democracy. You hear it all the time. You hear nitwits all the time. They're destroying our democracy. You never had a democracy, you moron. This is a representative republic. But what's that mean? It means go back to school. But what school? They don't teach this anymore. They're taught these lies and people believe them. So what can I say? <laughs> you know, when you look at it, it's like it's hopeless. There is no hope for mankind apart from God. The gospel said that 2000 years ago and all we've done since then, we had this peak where people believed it and then it started to decay, decay and decay. And now we're back worse than the pagan times. Now the new religion, the, the, the new pagan religion of the day is science, which is just another club wielded by the government to keep us in line. Oh, how did I ever get off on this? And how do, I, how do I rescue it now and, and save this? That these may do battle for them. She's talking about the mother, his blessed mother, their intercessor, and also his saints, so that these may do battle for them, since their own servants have little strength for defending themselves. Yeah, you don't have any strength for defending yourself. Let me just tell you that right now. And if you're going to depend on the Queen of Heaven, if you don't know who the Queen of Heaven is, read Jeremiah. Queen of Heaven was a false god. Now the Queen of Heaven is a Catholic God. What can I say? I mean, Mary is called the Queen of Heaven. In Jeremiah, the Queen of Heaven was a false God that people worshipped. So I don't know. It's just like, it's so obvious to me and so obscure to others. They, they can't see it. They won't read it. They won't understand it. They can't see it because they're blinded. They can't hear it when you tell them because they can't hear. Having ears, they don't hear. Having eyes, they don't see. And Having hearts, they don't understand because they've hardened their hearts against the truth. The truth is God. They've hardened their hearts against God so their hearts no longer understand. It's like soil. You drive over soil. You walk over soil. You don't put anything on the soil. You, don't walk, you just walk on it and, and it gets compacted and compacted. And then you try and grow something. And I'll tell you, the only thing you're going to grow in compacted soil is weeds. You're not going to grow anything else. Nothing else will grow in it. Because it's not healthy, it's not God's soil, it's man's soil, and it won't grow. This is where we are today. We're at a place where our hearts have become so compacted, so hardened, so dry and dusty, so disconnected from their source that we can no longer understand with our hearts. Whoa, heart doesn't, and you'll hear the scientists, the heart doesn't understand, the heart pumps blood. Yeah, Where where is the life of the body? In the blood. Do they believe that? No, not really. Not really, they believe in brains, but they don't believe in blood. They believe in blood-borne diseases, only because they have to. Well, we don't understand his ways. We don't know ourselves, and that has to be fixed. And this is the solution. It's the solution that not even 1% of the world wants. They all want some other solution. They all want a scientific solution. They all want an earthly solution. They don't want a spiritual solution. In reality, it is necessary in every state of life for our help to come from God. May his majesty grant us this through his mercy, amen." That's what she says. She's right. We scoff at these words today, and we laugh at people who could possibly believe this, what is it, 17th century nonsense. From the 1600s, we laugh that this idiot couldn't even type. She actually had to write with some pen that people made by hand and ink that they made by hand. They couldn't even buy this at the store and paper that was made by hand. And she actually, stupid woman that she was, she actually wrote this stuff out, painstakingly wrote this stuff out so that she could communicate it to other people. We laugh at that today. We say, what what an archaic moron, ha, 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 ha. She didn't even know how to use a smartphone. You listen to the, the millennials today talk about boomers. Boomers don't know anything. Boomers don't know how to use phones, computers. Before they were born, I had a computer, but they don't know that. Why? Because they swallowed the blue pill. They don't know the truth because they have never been exposed to the truth because when they have been exposed to the truth, it's only been from the side of ridicule. People ridicule the truth. What people ridicule the truth? The educated people ridicule the truth. The rich people ridicule the truth. The people in power ridicule the truth. Why? Because the truth will set you free. If the truth will make you free, it has to be ridiculed by the people who are in power, who don't want you to be free. They don't want you to be free so that they can control you and farm you. You are a farm to them. They reap you. They shear you. They then eventually kill you and then eat you. That's what the farm is. How miserable is this life which we live? As I've said a great deal elsewhere about the harm which comes to us through our not properly understanding this matter of humility and self-knowledge. I'm not saying more do you hear, though it is a matter of the greatest importance to us. May the Lord grant that something I have said will be of use to you. You I'm saying the same thing. May the Lord grant that something that I've said in all this may be of use to you. It won't be of use unless you want to use it. Unless you're looking for something, it's not going to be of any use for you got here then you must be looking for something you must note that the light which comes from the palace occupied by the king hardly reaches these first mansions at all for although they are not dark and black as when the soul is in a state of sin they are to some extent darkened so that they cannot be seen I mean by anyone who is in them and this not because of anything that is wrong with the room But rather, I hardly know how to explain this myself, because there are so many bad things, snakes and vipers and poisonous creatures, which have come in with the soul that they prevent it from seeing the light. I'll just let that sit the way it is. I don't need to say anything about that. It's as if one who were to enter a place flooded by sunlight with his eyes so full of dust that he could hardly open them. The room itself is light enough, but he cannot enjoy the light because he is prevented from doing so by these wild beasts and animals which force him to close his eyes to everything but themselves. Obviously this is a metaphor and if you're gonna take it literally, please just go away, just leave me in peace. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not here for people who wanna argue. I'm not here to try and convince anybody of the truth. I'm here to talk to people who want the truth and who are willing to give up the insanity of the flesh for something else. And I I realize how few people that is. I mean, nobody knows better than I how few people are interested in this. I know, I'm very clear on it. You know, 50 years of doing this and even I got it. People don't want the truth. If they wanted the truth, they'd have it. It's not like God is in hiding It's that people have blinded themselves, made themselves deaf, and hardened their hearts. That's why people don't know the truth. They don't want to know the truth. Their works are evil, and so they love the darkness more than the light because they think the darkness covers their evil works. Actually, it doesn't. And everybody knows it doesn't, but we're all pretending that it does. It's a societal agreement like the snitches today we now have uh, gestapo state snitches so there are apps and there are websites where you can go and tattle on your neighbor if you think your neighbor isn't staying 1.5 meters away from anyone else if you think your neighbor isn't wearing a mask you can now turn them in to the gestapo and the gestapo will come and reprimand them and find them well, the people who open their businesses without being allowed by Big Brother to open their businesses, the Gestapo comes and shuts them down, puts them in jail and fines them and fines them and finds them, them and fines them. We're talking $7,000 in fines because somebody, like, I thought it was hilarious. The salon opener, the salon woman, salon owner who opened her doors without permission because she wanted to feed her kids and she didn't have any more money because she didn't have customers because her doors were closed, shuttered by the government. So she decided, well, I don't, there's nothing else I could do. My kids starve to death. My mortgage is done. I lose my house. I lose everything or I go back to work. She had the audacity to go back to work. Sure enough, they went and shut her down, put her in jail, fined her $7,000, of course, she had $7,000, of course. She, she just had $7,000 lying around. You know, that's why she couldn't feed her kids. That's why she couldn't pay her mortgage, because she had $7,000 lying around. This is insanity. But it's the insanity that people not only accept today, but cheer, because they're so afraid that they're going to die or get sick. Oh my God, I, I might sneeze. I might get a runny nose. I might start coughing. Oh my God, what if I get a fever? Oh my God, what if I get this deadly virus that's killing everybody? It's not killing everybody. They just sent the ship that Trump sent. It's a Navy ship, a hospital ship that he sent to Los Angeles. They treated 77 people. That was 77 people. Oh, God only knows how many millions of dollars that cost. So this is the kind of insanity that's going on. And fortunately, by the time this podcast get out, this will all be old news. People will be looking back on this and going, really? They'll be looking at the pearl clutching Karens who are now sanitizing their Facebook and Twitter accounts by removing all the stuff, all their fear mongering. They'll be removing all that as soon as they realize, Oh my God, we've been duped again. They'll pretend they'd never said anything. It's the way it's done. They think if they delete a tweet, it's like that it never happened. That's like shooting somebody and then taking the bullet out of them, making a new bullet out of it and saying, I didn't do anything wrong or like the adulteress who eats, wipes her mouth and says, I've done nothing wrong. You know, it's like, yeah. For those who hope to reach the principal mansion, this is so important that unless they begin in this way, I do not believe they will ever be able to get there. So if you want to enter the second mansion, you'd be well advised as far as his state of life permits to try to put aside all unnecessary affairs and business. What does this mean? You don't have to become a monk. What you have to do is turn off the television once in a while. What you have to do is turn off the music once in a while. What you have to do is sit still once in a while and quietly turn within and reach out to your God, to your creator and say, okay, I've set apart this time to listen to you. Tell me, tell me what you have to tell me. You're not gonna hear anything at first. Because, what you, well, you're, that's not true. You are going to hear it. You'll hear plenty at first. But none of it will be God. It'll all be just insane monkey mind screeching. And, and you're going to have to get up. And you'll remember you got to do this. And, oh, I, I, did I leave that on the stove? Oh, my. You'll freak out. It takes years of practice for most people who have been steeped in the world, steeped in the monkey mind, to be able to separate themselves from it, to be able to ignore it, to be able to quiet it down enough so that they can hear that still small voice of their creator. I don't hold out much hope for humanity, but I have a lot of faith in God. And with men, this may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Yeah, I know, it's always time. It's always time to stop. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, I've gone one hour and 13 minutes. Okay, we'll stop.